Hello everybody! Welcome to another episode of the Lover's Tune Podcast. Who is excited to be here? It is 10 a.m. today in Lagos and it is the festivity season. It's joy and laughter everywhere. Good food, family, lots of family. (laughs) And so I would be offering a very, very special gift to my listeners I would be offering a free session if you send an email to the attachment coach at gmail.com. I repeat the attachment coach at gmail.com with your questions or even just a message. Oh, I'm here for a free session. I would acknowledge that and I would set up a time and we would just have a free session together. So yeah that's my free gift to you and i hope you use it wisely and you appreciate it so today's topic is how to be happy in your relationship now when i was preparing for this episode right i had a picture of a child a little baby receiving a parent who was not around right they have their arms open wide they are shaking they are giggling some of them are drooling they're just just that picture of happiness right is it possible to have that as an adult that feeling those emotions overwhelm you where you are genuinely genuinely happy in your relationship i know you know happiness has has been described sometimes as a lofty goal it's not real it's not attainable you can't be happy in your relationship or a low goal it's not reliable enough for you to you know be driving after it or pursuing it is it's just a low goal for you so how do you continue or start experiencing some happiness in your life please if you're hearing any background noise excuse it i'm really really sorry but let's focus on our conversation right how can we be happy i know that we've always said that happiness is you know someone else is not someone else's responsibility is your responsibility to make yourself happy but what if you can't make yourself happy what if other people make you happier than you make yourself happy like when you are with yourself you're not happy when you're alone doing things you're not happy now i'll explain the reason for that i would start there the reason why psychologists or people who have taught themselves wise say that you should be the one to make yourself happy is because you are there for you like you exist in this world for you there is no other human being who is existing in this world solely for you and so just that it feels like the onus should be on you 
because you are your number one priority. And that is why seeking happiness outside of yourself, it gets tricky. It gets complicated. There are nuances. There are things to put into consideration, right? Because when it comes, when it's outside of self, there is, there is, it's you you can't rely on it like you can't trust it, circumstances will happen you have to adjust and adapt and all the time evolve so but but how do you deal with this in a situation whereby you don't know how to make yourself happy you have tried but it has not happened now i can help with that and that's why i'm here having this conversation how do you see yourself like when there is a problem what do you do immediately are you calling someone to solve it or you are brainstorming now let me tell you the way that you are taking um, notes of the people you are meeting and how they treat you and you're marking okay this person is not consistent i can't trust them this person makes a plan and they fail to show up i can't trust them that is how yourself is making inventory of you do you know that that when you set a plan for yourself a plan as simple as today I will do this and you do not show up for that plan or to show up for yourself. Let me put it that way. You do not show up for yourself. Yourself would take a record of, okay, we don't show up for us. So we aren't reliable. We can't depend on us. So are you consistent with giving yourself what you need in in the moment that you need them or you always ignore your needs until there's someone else that you can put your burdens on do you wait until someone people are not available before you take time out to rest when you know you've been needing rest all week do you wait until you have given everybody what they need maybe money the salary has come until you have satisfied everybody before you plan for how you can use that money to take care of yourself be answering like these are the questions how have you been showing up for yourself because how you have been showing up for yourself is what affects your view of yourself because yourself can't lie. It knows the people that have been showing up. Are you among those people? Are you number one? Are you even number two? When it comes to when we need something, when we say that we need something, when we express that there is something lacking, there is a void, what do we get ignored by her? And then someone else that is now trying to give us what we need when she's ignoring us. Am I speaking here? How do you see yourself? How do you view yourself when it comes to getting things done for yourself? 
when it comes to protecting yourself when it comes to the choices that you are making for yourself and it has to be a pattern that's another thing what pattern have you been showing for yourself when you feel off do you ignore that feeling and just decide and just move ahead with what you want to do or are you always trying to seem a certain way that something is not convenient for you but you do it anyways Uh, you're like you can't find happiness with you it can't happen because when you are by yourself you really don't like yourself you would really resent yourself because you always ignore you you always make everyone else comfortable but you so the happiness will never ever be there it would never ever be there and so it is my question now they are saying make yourself happy and you're just like i have tried it has not worked i'm i'm saying what what have have you tried in in it doesn't even need to be grand in just your waking moments when you wake up in the morning do you attend to yourself or you attend to everybody else and you are the last thing on your own mind can we be honest can we can we talk because the foundation the foundation of of a relationship is you already have a pattern you already have a view you already have a perception a behavioral pattern of the way that you should be treated from experience with you not from bloggers not from influencers telling you this is how you should be treated in relationship and so you adopt that thinking and you begin to enforce it on your partner or you begin to push it or shove it down their throat when you yourself that's the first time you are even encountering such information it is not even the way that you treat yourself are we communicating can we be honest here so how are you showing up for you because it is the pattern that you already show that someone else can now fit into it is the it is how you we don't do this i do not talk to myself like this so please in no way should you talk to me like this i don't use such words on myself so i would not accept anyone who will use such words on me you know i'm not secondary to me when i need something i do all i can to get it met so i will push you a little harder you can't just tell me no. So what, what if you can't if you're not available today, when will you be available? Because I always push myself to make sure I still show up for myself, no matter how inconveniencing it is. I will not allow you give excuses. I would push you to the to that level or to that standard that I already have created for myself. So that you know this is how I, I am treated by me. And that's how I, I want to be treated by you. So before you begin to bring in someone else. Or you begin to share the responsibility of you. Or from you to that person. You should already have something you are doing for yourself. Now. 
another thing is you have to be flexible now i'm coming now down to relationship and it's involving someone else is you know we have created a foundation but now we need other people right we want to be in a relationship we want to feel like someone is contributing to our lives and so we are creating avenues for them to meet our needs we are telling them what we need we're asking them for stuff and we want them to show up but we have to be flexible because this is another human being and they have their whole lives and emotions and things they are dealing with so another way to ensure that you can be happy in your relationship is that you are flexible you are creative when you are not available you look for a way to meet your own needs or you say do you know what if you can't meet it for me now or you can't do this thing why don't we fix something else for another time that you can be available you know what what can you be available for or you have some options and you're like okay these are the things i wanted so how can you how can your plans fit into this but you have to be flexible because you have to put into consideration that you are dealing with another human being who has their lives going on they are living their lives they're dealing with stuff and and i feel like there's this point i have to add is what do you tell yourself when your partner is not available like what do you interpret that to be when when you don't get what you want what do you interpret the situation to be right like do you think i'm unworthy when you don't get what you want you do you believe i'm i'm second to to you like i'm 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 not important or what do you do in that moment like what stories do you tell what comes to your mind do you just say they are not available they have said they are not available how do i now get this thing met how do i now you know create a time that will fit into their schedule how do i do anything to move forward like or do you just assume things and just dwell in those assumptions because those things breathe unhappiness and resentment and and resentment and loneliness and sadness because when you feel okay they they are not there and they will not be there you can just say okay i'm i'm sad i'm lonely like i'm alone in this world or you or you can just plan and just say do you know what i'll do some things that we're on my waiting list or we're on my to-do list now give me a time for when you are available we'll hang out then what what are you doing like what are you telling yourself in that moment where you you don't get what you want and that's why it still comes down to you you must be a source of abundance you must be a river that never runs dry you must be superman for yourself you must be overflowing with ideas on how to give yourself what you want you must be in a storehouse of strength of ideas of gifts that you are giving yourself daily of space of time of giving yourself space to exist in this world to be happy but you must be empowered that's what i am saying you must always be empowered you are not helpless if you believe that it until, it's until someone else shows up for you before you can get something 
that's not a way that you should be living you are not helpless your life does not depend on someone else so you have to be thinking of creative ways okay it looks like it looks like if this thing does not come from outside it can't get met how can i make it come from me sometimes think like that like how can i make it come from me that's one way you can surely surely be happy i'm not gonna lie right i'm a girl so we girls material things are very very important to us we like our comfort we like you know gifts we like some things we like money we like when there is financial surplus and abundance that we can be comfortable with whatsoever you know in our lives we want comfort but if your source of comfort is always outside of you you can never be happy if you're always looking outside of you to be comfortable you know even the space you live in you're not making it comfortable you're not trying to get yourself comfortable clothes you're not you're not making your space cozy when you are alone you're always hanging out it's someone else's house that is cozy for you it's um, hanging out in a certain restaurant or a certain place that's where you feel cozy if out coziness is always outside you will not be happy what do you need and how can you give it to yourself constantly that you are sure that you like comfort and you would suggest that okay i would I, I like being comfortable can we just go somewhere maybe someone takes you out on a date can we just go somewhere that is very comfortable and i can come even if they take you to a place that is uncomfortable you know when you come back home you are coming to your cozy comfort space so how can you ensure that you are your rock you need money right and then you've asked for money from you how can you ensure that if they say oh i don't have that you have something that you are doing that can make that money come or they say oh i can't give you exactly what you need i have something that you have a way that you can add to that money or make it up for yourself but how can you ensure that you are always showing up for you and it's not always everyone else showing up for you except you that's how we can deal with this unhappiness this thing that just drains you in relationship you're just constantly in relationship but you are always looking at your partner's face always waiting for when they'll give you what you want for when they're always available when no one is there you are basically on freeze you're not conscious in your life you're not living you're not doing anything until other people show up for you that that is the thing shrinking the life out of your your joy and your happiness so are we are we together <laughs> do we understand guys if you have questions eh send me an email send me an email gmail.com. send me an email remember until if you send an email to Ofong Rebecca, I would not schedule a free session with you. You have to send it to the attachments coach at gmail.com. That's how you get access to the free sessions. But if you want a deeper dive in, into this conversation, you want to talk more, send me an email and let us talk. So till we meet again on another episode, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you 
are enjoying your life and you are happy with the festivity season um please try to be and i hope that this information was very very useful to you so goodbye guys bye Lovertons fab, good evening and happy new year. Welcome to another season. Welcome to another episode. Welcome back. It is 6 p.m. here in Lagos and it is my privilege as your host <laughs> to be bringing you another amazing episode and another amazing topic welcome guys i hope everybody enjoyed the holiday i don't even want to get into the serious talk yet but yeah i hope everybody enjoyed themselves this holiday i hope you are recharged i hope you are motivated i hope you are driven for this new year welcome welcome to the new year and welcome back to love us tunes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm so cheeky. Hi. All right. So this new season, I have titled this new season, When Love Becomes Toxic. Yeah. When love becomes toxic. When the sweet nectar of love begins to change into some sour taste. When love becomes toxic. And I will be titling this episode sacrificing self for love sacrificing self for love i have a belief that when we get into romantic relationships with people we get access not not an kind of access that everyone can have but it's it's a special and a privileged access into their childhood into their lives into the battles that they fought as infants into the struggles that they had and the patterns that they they learned and adopted you get front row access into someone's in, internal life their their past their their intricate lives things about them that are so intrinsic and so deep and so it is something that you have to be made aware of so that you do not go about fighting a battle that is not even yours. You do not go about trying to solve something that you did not create, solve a problem that you did not create in the first place. And that is why I am, you know, having this conversation with you today, this particular conversation. So, there are kids you know growing up they had parents who had zero boundaries i mean zero boundaries and i would not blame parents like i'm not here to point fingers or anything i'm just going to talk about the reality parents that did not have emotional boundaries physical boundaries you know all the boundaries that we ought to have with each other maybe because they are not aware or they were never taught to have boundaries and so when they will give birth to kids when they will give birth to their children and their children are growing up they begin to share things about their lives that they shouldn't be sharing with their kids 
some of us live that reality you know what it was like when you you're hearing things about your parents hearing things about their marriage or their relationship with their friends and their in-laws that you have no business listening to you have no business hearing and some of these parents sometimes would have emotional tantrums um, emotional outbreak in front of their kids and such things leave you know they have their their impacts they leave some things behind with those children now when a child is growing up with a parent that is constantly you know on the edge when they are on the edge they make it very obvious to the child they show their emotions they talk about their problems they lay it on the child basically and they they look for the child to suit them they look for comfort through their children they look for um some kind of approval acceptance or something through their kids now what they do is they raise people who don't understand boundaries and one thing that those people do or what they learn to do as children is to try to make mommy happy or make daddy happy so that they can feel safe at home so when the parent is unnecessarily on edge and they make it obvious to their children the kids now learn to okay what can we do to make mommy feel better so that we can feel safe in the house because when you're showing a child emotions that they do not understand it can be very you know unstable for that child it can be very unsettling it can be very i don't i don't i'm looking for the right words but it is very strange to the child and it's a child so they don't understand they they cannot process it but then they need to cope with the situation because it is very harsh for them so how do they cope cope with the situation because remember they are children and so they are constantly trying to adapt so how do they cope with this situation they will look for ways to soothe the parents ways to make the parents happy so that they can feel safe in the relationship they have with their parents and those things those things oh my god they leave patterns and they leave a mark that's comes up in relationships so strongly you, you can't even imagine now that's one category another category of parents or of you know people that you see them in, in adult relationship sacrifices and i'm trying to show you the the root cause of such behavior of sacrificing self in romantic relationship people that had parents that did not give them space to be themselves did not give them space to express themselves their parents have this had this preconceived notion of who they wanted them to be and they always just try to mold them into their the image try to you know they they force expectations on the child and when the child doesn't meet those expectations there is punishment and so those kids don't they learn to to be who their parents want them to be because it is in being who their parents want them to be that they find peace that they find some kind of 
happiness probably they find love where the parents will only be nice to the child or favorable or sweet to the child or show gestures of love to the child when the child maybe does well at school or meets a kind of expectation that they wanted and so these kids will form patterns that okay if i do what mommy wants me to do then she will love me now they now come into adult relationships and they're like okay it is looking like something that they had as a child you know apart from their parents this is someone that kind of is the relationship is almost emulating that of a parent because this person is close this person is emotionally available this person is physically available and this person you know needs them and they need this person and so they begin to now play and display those patterns and i want to i want to talk about those patterns that people with such history display in their adult relationship number one as the topic was is losing self in their relationship so they come into the relationship and they come with this idea of in this relationship as long as i'm in this relationship i am who you want me to be so they begin to ask their partners you know what was what do you think your future wife is like or what's your dream partner like what what do they like doing well how how should they dress and you know they begin to look out for expectations expectations that you may have of them so that they can begin to fall into those expectations they begin to form or will i say transform and build themselves into your likeness into what you like into what you admire into what you think or what you find desirable so they don't come into that relationship feeling like who they are is what you want they come into the relationship feeling like they are who you want so <laughs> i just said it now and it sounds so confusing but do you are you guys following like they are who you want is who you want them to be that they are they're not coming with who they are they're just like what do you want from me like what do you want me to be what do you want me to wear how do you want me to think what do you value let me be that thing let me be what you want that's how i love that's how i i, I know how to love and that oh that is recipe for disaster do you know why it is a recipe for disaster because when you your your partner is is not showing you who they are they are constantly trying to be something else they they are constantly trying to meet a certain standard they will never feel enough in that relationship and you won't even know who you are dating. You won't really know them. You really you won't really know how they think. And 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 they'll constantly be morphing into a, a, a an image that is just something that is not who they are. And it will suck because you're there to love a real human being. You're there to love who they really are. And so when they don't bring themselves into the relationship, how long can it last? how healthy can it be when every time that you look at your partner 
they don't sound genuine. They sound like they don't know who they are. They sound like they want you to tell them who they are. It can really be a lot. Another manifestation that you can see, you know, you see from someone who self-sacrifices in when they are in when they are in a relationship is they have this ideology of I'm okay if you're okay. I'm fine if you're fine. I am hurt if you're hurt. I'm happy if you're happy. So they learn to take on your emotions. If something is wrong with you, they would take on the emotions that you're feeling, even if they're not the ones feeling those emotions. So you're going through something and the, the hurt that you feel, they begin to take on the emotion and they begin to feel hurt too. <laughs> they begin to feel cast, you know, cast down, depressed, anxious, and all of that. And it, it is just really weird. And this is because, you know, as children, they were, they were exposed to emotions that they shouldn't be exposed to. And because they did not have the foresight for how to handle such situations, what they would do is they would begin to try to manage their parents' emotions. So when the parent is sad, you don't see them trying to be happy or trying to live their lives. You see them, they are preoccupied with trying to make the parent that is sad happy. So it's just like they feel like they are responsible for the emotions that you feel. And so when you are feeling an emotion, they take on that emotion and then they take on the responsibility of soothing you, of soothing the emotion. So when you are depressed, when you are anxious, they will they'll be so disorganized trying to look for ways on how to make you feel better on how to soothe you because they feel like they are responsible for your feelings they feel like your feelings are is their work to soothe you to calm you down and that is very dangerous because you need your partner to be strong that when you're when you're down when you are weak their head is clear right their head is clear and you know they ask you what do you need in this moment they don't take on your emotions and then they begin to soothe you they can ask you do you need some space to soothe yourself because it is your responsibility to soothe yourself i always say it that people are responsible for their actions but you are responsible for your feelings nobody is responsible for your feelings but when you, your partner begins to take responsibility for your feelings that whenever you have a certain emotion, they begin to run around, they are destabilized. It's a problem. It is a serious problem in your relationship. Another way that self-abandonment or sacrificing self for love Another way you can see it manifest is when you have a partner that is like, your friends are our friends. And then they don't have friends anymore. When they come into the relationship, they abandon their friends. They don't hang out with their friends anymore. And then they make your friends their friends. And then, you know, your, your, your friends are our friends. And, and, and then story, story. <laughs> It's almost like, what about your friends? Like, what about your life? 
what about your life before this relationship and so you don't see them go out to hang out with their friends when you want to hang out with your friends they are there all the time and so they don't have friends anymore and that is not good that is not healthy and that can quickly quickly turn sour that can that can turn the relationship just so, into something else because them adopting all of your friends as their own friends i mean I, they did not vet your friends as 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 you would vet them what if those people are, don't like them what if those people don't agree with them or the, the way those people live their lives is just different from how they want to live their life what, what if that like what are the criteria for choosing friendships and how have they just left it all to just take your friends as their own another thing another way that you see it manifest which is very connected to this thing is they they have like panic attacks when they have to be alone or be away from you when when they when you need to be away they get, when you need to be away from them when you need to take space when there's just any separation they would feel very anxious it's something called separation anxiety and one way that they explain that would cause such a thing is when children because children grow up and when they get to their there's a there's a there's there's a certain age or developmental stage that a child gets to that they begin to seek some auto- autonomy they, they begin to seek some individuality they want to know who they are they want to have a mind of their own and and you know they want to be their own people they want to be their own persons but some parents get this separation anxiety and that's when they begin to cling to the child and when they begin to cling to the child when the child is trying to form a sense of self the child will have this impression that in being an individual being separate having a mind of your own is wrong some parents will punish the child you know they'll begin to reward or they'll bring punishment as a as a response for when the child wants to say their mind wants to have a different opinion from them you know they they show aggressive behavior they show really uh what's the word but they punish the child and so you know um there when 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 i used to be an undergraduate there's this um experiment that we were taught on how people learn is through reinforcement and so when someone displays a certain behavior and you reinforce it with punishment or you re- reinforce it with gifts or something nice they learn that okay when i do this i get this and so anytime i do this i should expect this and so when the child wants to have an opinion of their own anytime they want to show some autonomy of thoughts belief you know feelings actions they want to express themselves and they are met with punishments they will begin to shrink who they are and so their parents will now attach to them and so what they do is they now adopt their parents thinking adopt their parents beliefs adopt everything that your parents want them to adopt to survive that situation and they make it their own so they form their sense of self from who their parents say they should be and so there is no distinction between who they are and who their parents want them to be or who their parents are (laughs) i dare to say who their parents are 
and so that line is blood and so they bring it to the relationship that when you need when you're showing some form of autonomy or individuality you know you're having a different opinion about something they'll either want to adopt it and when you're just like why don't you have your own say and i'll have my own and we can disagree to agree here they get anxious just them standing on their own being by themselves having any form of autonomy is really triggering for them and so they'll show panic they'll show anxiety they'll show sadness some of them will show anger it's just crazy it is crazy Another thing is when someone makes their life, your life goal, their own, your, your ambition, their ambition. And so they tell you, it is, let's, let's work together to achieve your dreams. And then you're like, what about your dreams? Now that relationship will quickly go nuts. Because when you're with a partner who doesn't have dreams, <laughs> who does not have goals, you you will you would struggle to have the space to achieve your own you will struggle to have space to have some autonomy of thoughts to pursue projects alone without them interfering or trying to control it or just imprinting themselves all around it and you need to have your own thing in your life you need to be yourself and i don't know this belief that people carry that when you are in love with somebody you become them it is absolutely wrong and it is very very toxic and unhealthy because there is someone who is denying themselves to become that one that one that you want to become that that sameness that you want to achieve that um um what 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 do i what's the word but you wanting to always agree with someone or share their lives with them is 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 a sign that is one life you guys want to live and so what happened to the other life it's been abandoned it's been used and ignored and just there this person's dreams are dormant their goals are dormant. They are not by themselves. They don't know who they are. They don't know their, their passion, their interests, their wants, their needs. They don't know what they need to achieve whatsoever they want to achieve. They don't know what it's like to not take on the feelings of another person and to only be responsible for their own feelings. They don't know what it feels like to take up space in the world. They don't know what it feels like to have a voice and have it being heard. Take up space, speak up, allow, let people know who you are. They don't know how to be individuals. And that is when love gets toxic. That is when love begins to become poison. When this person is not there, they are not really present. They kind of are now living your life or living their partner's life or living one the other person's life there's only one life now what happens to the other life so we have to watch out for these things and so if you see manifestations of these things 
you should know that it is deep it is deeply rooted in something before you ever even encountered it. it is bigger than you I, I i am even saying that these patterns are transgenerational like they're intergenerational they are passed on through generations and so you're fighting a battle that is not even yours to begin with and so if you need to go into some coaching you need to learn how to be yourself how to find yourself again how to find your voice how to deal with the association that autonomy equals punishment autonomy equals rejection autonomy equals abandonment if you are yourself people will leave you if you are yourself people will hate you if you want to work through these things i offer such help <laughs> send an email to the attachment coach at gmail.com and i will be available to help you walk through these things i hope everybody enjoyed this episode i can't wait for us to have the next one enjoy the rest of your day goodbye